Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. This morning, uh, we continue on in a, I guess, two out of four part series where we are talking about stewardship. Last week, we talked about stewardship of our words, stewardship of our vision. And this week, as we continue again using a reading from 2 Thessalonians, we consider this morning what it means to be stewards of our time and stewards of our energy. So would you please uh, open your hearts and minds as we hear the reading of God's holy word from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 to 13, which can also be found on page 207 of the Pew Hymnal. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but toil and labor, and we worked day and night so that we might not burden any of you. This is, was not because we do not have uh, this was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command: anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are not live, for, for, we, for we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that as your word is read and as it is proclaimed, that your spirit may come and dwell among us, that it open our hearts, open our minds, that it may settle the voices that we hear, so that we may hear how you speak to us this day as we seek to be your hands and the feet of Jesus Christ in the world today. We ask this in your most blessed name. Amen. Idle hands are the devil's plaything. You might have heard this saying before either from a parent or a book or a television show. It's one of those maxims, one of those sayings that is often mistaken as being an actual scripture verse. It's derived from that old Protestant worth ethic that hard labor brings about good things. We find, though, that idleness or stewardship of our time is at the center of our conversation this morning as we talk about what it means to do hard work. But what exactly does it mean to be idle? And more importantly, does being idle mean nothing productive is happening? Does it mean that nothing good is happening? I think we'll find this morning that we need to readjust 
how we spend our days. We might discover that in doing so, our lives will be better for it, and our souls will be fuller than they were if we give them the attention that they need. Last week in our reading from Second Thessalonians, last week from our reading from Paul to the church in Thessalonica, we saw how Paul was urging the people not to believe the rumors or spreading falsehoods amongst members of the church. And this morning we find Paul continuing in that same vein by urging members, imploring them to live into the work that was expected of them. Because as you heard, some refused to participate. They refused to participate in the mission of the church. And the same is true for us today. Some don't want to participate or others like to sit and watch. And there were those, as Paul calls, busybodies. There are parts of this morning's reading from the letter to the church in Thessalonica that should speak to us, that should give us a nudge as we consider what it means to be stewards of our time and our energies. At the same time, we might find reassurance that these struggles are ones that even the earliest Christians encountered in their daily lives. There is something, though, that stands out this morning that I had to give a lot of thought to consider what it, and consider what it means in our conversation of what it means to be stewards of our time and energy. And that is what it means to be idle. It's a word that Paul uses quite a handful of times in this morning's reading. But again, I ask, what does it mean to be idle? There's a definition from the Merriam-Webster dictionary that stood out to me, which defines idle as being lacking, lacking worth or any basis. Being idle doesn't mean we're just sitting on our hands doing nothing. I mean, it can, but I think the challenging part for us as this morning as we hear these words is to question whether the things we are doing has any value. Are the things that we do build up the body of Christ, do they enrich our souls? Do they feed them? Are they challenging us? Or is the work that we're doing idle? Is the work that we're doing just reflected of our busyness, doing idle work? I'll be the first to admit that I am at fault when it comes to being idle, idle with my time. Of course, there's a number of different hobbies that I enjoy doing, and there's lots of things I enjoy doing with friends and family, but there are, quite surprisingly, when you add them all together, large portions of my day in which I just scroll through my phone mindlessly. It's not because I have an important email or a text but somehow I would rather fill in that blank space of my day scrolling through Instagram. It's tempting to fill in the gaps with a quantity of things rather than a quality of things, quality things. Because maybe it's in those in-between moments we will discover that we don't like what we find when we are just sitting face to face with ourselves in our own minds. Being busy doesn't always mean that our souls are being nurtured. Running around at breakneck speeds is not an indicator of whether or not we are healthy followers of God. 
It may look like it, but most often I think it will result in feeling worn out. And it will result in us feeling on the verge of burning out. And while we are talking about stewardship of our time, of our energy concerning church, this challenging question is one that applies to our everyday lives. All you have to do is a quick Google search to find that there are countless articles about how our overscheduled and how our overworked lives have an impact on our health, not just our physical health, but our mental health as well. And it's not just adults. And it's not just kids, teens, and young adults who find themselves being whirled around by activities, work, school, other commitments that seem like they will never end. Sometimes busyness is unavoidable. But sometimes we jam-pack our schedules in order to keep ourselves from coming face-to-face with our own challenges, with our own feelings, with with our own hurdles that we don't want to overcome. I'm not saying that being idle will solve these problems. It may feel like these things are hard to overcome, but if we aren't careful, we'll find that just running around is not sustainable, and it's not the answer to how we best honor the gifts of our time and energy as people who were created to be more than just machines who run around nonstop. At the end of the day, I think we need to ask ourselves, are we busy with things that are meaningful, or are we busy just for the sake of being busy? It's a difficult question to ask because whether or not, because it asks whether or not we will let things go so that something new, something that isn't, something that isn't worth our time, something that is worth our time in the end, can make its way into the bigger picture that God has for our lives. Perhaps that means changing how we think about events or fundraising or how we participate in our regular commitments on a regular basis. Maybe it means instead of filling our calendars to the breaking point, we carve out time to do things that feed our souls. Whether it is daily devotions or meditations or local mission projects, Taking an inventory of what we choose to expend energy on will hopefully reveal what we need to change in order for our lives to bear the fullest witness to the glory of God. Not because our lives are always full, but because they reflect holistically what it means to be a people who yearn for something more. A people who yearn for something that goes beyond the ordinary. I think that as we consider Paul's letter this morning to the church, we also have to address another critical part of this reading, which is where we hear Paul essentially telling his audience, hey, if you don't work, you don't eat. It might be easier to take Paul's words at face value, but I think if we look at the broader reading of the text, we'll find that he is appealing to people in terms that they might understand. I don't think Paul is concerned about work in the traditional sense, because Paul is worried about something much more. 
Paul is worried about the spiritual work that is not being done. Because, as we read last week, people thought Christ had already come. So what's the point of doing anything? So as a result of their false belief, the church in Thessalonica was plagued by idle work, busy work, that was not feeding their spiritual bodies or nourishing their hungry souls. And that is why it is necessary for us to be mindful, to be aware of what it means to be good stewards of our time and our energy. Because if we don't watch out our time and our energy that we set aside for God might be swallowed up by something else. You might be asking yourselves at this point, okay, so what's the answer? Which is something I honestly ask myself as well. But as we consider this question of stewardship, what we do next then is found in the good news that we do here in this morning's reading from Paul, that it, it should at the very least be our starting point. And that is to say we need to ask ourselves to take a hard look at how we spend our time and how much of it is made up of things that are life-giving and things that are idle or distracting. For, means, for me, I think that means I have to take an honest look at how much time I spend on my mobile device. For others, it might mean asking what it looks like to be increasingly more intentional about the time we spend with family, with friends, and with God. It means that as we sit around the dinner table, either with family or friends, do we spend time on our phones then as well? Or if we are on a walk, do we listen to music while we go out for a walk? Or do we take in the simple beauty of nature? And in those assessments, we should hopefully find that it helps us take the first step in becoming healthier people, healthier disciples, and a healthier church. In one of the posts that I made for our Facebook page, I shared how the time we spend for rest or the time we spend doing soul-searching, is not idle work. That means sitting underneath a tree on a nice summer's day, enjoying the beauty of nature and being one with yourself, is not idle work. It may be best to say that our start of becoming better stewards of our time and our energy begins with taking a Sabbath break, a Sabbath breath, a sacred rest, because in all our running around, we may have forgotten what it means to, as Winnie the Pooh says, do nothing at all. Not in a lazy way, not in a way that's apathetic, but in a way where our bodies and our minds can heal, in a way that they can find the inner peace that they require. It's a spiritual practice. Stewardship of our time and our energy is a spiritual practice because it requires that we first be gracious to ourselves as God has been gracious to us. Because, friends, believe me, when we start out carving time for that sacred rest, we'll find that it's not so easy to maintain them. Being gracious with ourselves is a big part of what it means to be a steward 
of our time. Being gracious when the world tells you that you just need to keep moving or else you're an unproductive individual. So how will you begin your journey of becoming a better steward of your time and your energy? It's as vital as anything else because if we don't exercise this spiritual muscle, then we won't be able to feel satisfaction in our work as disciples of Jesus Christ. So go for a stroll. Allow yourself to daydream. Make a concerted effort to make time for you to grow in body and spirit in whatever form that may take. I'm serious. Being a busybody won't get us anywhere. Well, that's not true. It may get you somewhere, but not where you need to be. As we draw close to ending our concentrated focus on stewardship, the consideration of our time and our energy becomes ever more vital. And we'll soon come to know that it impacts many different areas of our spiritual lives as well. So how will you start this practice of being a better steward of your time? All I can say is that I hope it leads you to a place where your spirit finds the sustenance, the foundation, the nutrient-rich soil that it needs to grow. Grow in the community of folks who are gathered here and all around us, in growing with the ever-present help of God. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.